You're listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Electrician Live. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host as always, and welcome to the podcast. So on today's episode, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about AFCIs, arc fault circuit interrupters, and kind of going to give you what I like to say, my opinion. Again, it is going to be uh, my opinion. For those that like my opinion, or those that do not like my opinion, stay tuned as I will give my opinion on it, and again, Full disclosure, um, I am very close to the actual electrical industry from the manufacturing side, and I used to work at NEMA as a uh, um, Southern Field representative. Uh, We like to say they're electrical code experts of the South. And I have supported AFCIs since they first appeared in the 2019 code as a placeholder for uh, 2002, and I have supported them. And I support their their continued use. Um, I think they do work. Um, and again, stay tuned because I am going to get into details. But um, I do support their use uh, in a lab. They do show promise, and they have shown promise uh, for many years uh, in passing the UL sixteen ninety nine tests and everything associated with that. Um, so I support. Uh, the, the concept of arc fault circuit interrupters and what they do in detecting both parallel and series arcs. I get it. All right. So uh, this technology actually started, you know, prior to 1999 uh, in development. And what happened was that uh, Consumer Product Safety Commission made a statement uh, that they believed that it should be implemented to protect all branch circuits within a dwelling unit. And so through the years, we have successive code cycles that have expanded the use uh, to cover more brand circuits and more areas of a dwelling unit under 210.12 throughout the NEC. And it, uh, you know, through the development stage, it's constantly expanded year after year after year after year uh, without any checks and balances. And I'll go into more detail about that in a second. But it's constantly expanded. And... You know, it moved from where it was bedroom circuits uh, uh, for outlets and bedrooms uh, and then slowly uh, added devices and slowly started moving into other areas of the dwelling and, and, you know, to where we are in the 2020 NEC where it covers all 120 volt brand circuits in a dwelling other than bathrooms, uh, garages, unfinished basements, outdoors uh, applications. So. We, we've, we've come to the point in the 2023 where there's going to be some public inputs that are going to expand that use or, I guess, expand those requirements even more. Uh, it's going to pick up all those stragglers, if you will, uh, in the dwelling unit, but it's also going to have public inputs uh, that are, you know, that are not technically public inputs from the electrical industry at large. Uh, they're going to be from manufacturers. And they're going to be from NEMA, and it's going to be supported by absolutely zero um, substantiations. 
Okay, it's just going to be built on this is what we've done every cycle, and we need to fix these loops and you know these loopholes and these these areas that we're missing, and it's going to potentially be accepted blindly. Okay, because of our industry experts who supposedly know these products, and we're going to give them to you. All right, so I have been a strong supporter of AFCIs. I I believe they have a use. Uh, I believe that they fundamentally are looking for this distinct characteristic, uh, but they're not without some problems. And I don't think the industry has adequately addressed these problems, uh, both uh, verbally uh, from those that are in the know. Uh, and again, manufacturers protecting their algorithm, protecting their method of how they uh, achieve this protection under 1699 might be some of the reason. But at the end of the day, we're seeing public inputs that are going to expand it yet again. Now, the only problem here uh, with the uh, 2023 potential public inputs is that we're going to pick up those areas and dwelling units that are not covered now to kind of fulfill the mission of the Consumer Product Safety Commission back uh, prior to 1999. And now they're going to propose that they also going to go into agriculturals and agricultural dwelling units that are associated with agricultural buildings um, and offices that are associated in agricultural. So 547, so article, and they're going to be an expansion there. My fear is that that once they get the expansion in 210.12 to cover literally every 120-volt branch circuit within a dwelling, at that point, where do we stop? Because once it goes out into agricultural and then gets into the office aspect of agricultural, next thing you'll see a proposal in, in 2026 will be for all branch circuits within commercial buildings, industrial buildings, uh, will also be required to be AFCI protected. And again, it's, it's a logical process. Now, I might be prognosticating that, and, but I can see if you look at history of progression, where that's been, and the argument that uh, why should the lives in a commercial building during the day be any different than those in a dwelling unit? Well, again, if they were concerned with, with while we sleep, then it would have stayed with the bedroom, right? But it's, it's expanded. And, of course, somebody will say that with tongue-in-cheek. They'll say, no, you could have the same thing happen in the living room. and I get it. So that is what they use to expand it. However... NFPA has statistical data on fires, and there has been no significant decrease in wiring fires due since 1999, and they have done these studies to justify the continued expansion of AFCIs to everything. Now, I believe we probably went a little too far when we got past the 2005 edition of the NEC, okay? I think we probably went a little too far with the AFCIs, um, but... I'm a believer in AFCIs. I've been on many forums where I'm supporting AFCIs. I support the technology. I think the manufacturers are meeting a a need. Um, But 20 years later, over 20 years later, we almost have to draw a line in the sand. You need to show me statistical data that is supported by somebody like NFPA that actually says that we have a reduction and house fires due to AFCI technology. Of course, they'll say, how do we ever prove that? Because everything's blamed on a wire. 
Well, if that's the case, then you're wanting us to expand the use of AFCIs. We see no statistical data that shows a, a, a considerable reduction, and we've been mandating these since 1999 to be required in the tw- uh, 2002. So here's my thing. You could show me data for states, for example, who have amended out the use of AFCIs. Show me where their fire data is so grossly different than areas that require AFCIs. You take Virginia. Virginia has mandated out in dwelling units, okay, due to an amendment to their uh, Virginia construction code. They have removed it other than still in bedrooms. So I would expect if it is a significant issue that you would be able to show me statistical data that would be off the charts where fires in dwelling units in Virginia have increased in order to warrant the expansion of AFCIs. Well, obviously, it's not enough for them to buy into it, right? So they're not. And there's many states that simply flat out from the beginning have removed the requirements in 210.12. They've amended them out. Well, then I would expect to see significant data available in those states that show fire increase to the residential wiring that would be blamed on something like this, at least some type of data that I can use to bolster my public input for the expanded use of AFCIs. Now, we would have been able to see this for the last three cycles, right? Because we've got over 20 years of this in here, and and there's been different uh, iterations of the products, the algorithms, and the and the programming. In fact, they originally started with GFI protection as well, integrated into the AFCIs, and many people believe that's a vital function to their operations. You know, but as long as they pass UL 1699, they removed the GFI and determined that their algorithm was fine. Okay, I'll buy that. So then they move forward. You have many states that do not promote the AFCIs. They actually, again, mend them out. So there should be enough data. So NFPA puts out uh, um, statistical data on fires. Again, that's kind of some of the stuff that they do. Uh, That's reported by fire marshals and all this type of stuff, and it gets recorded. So I would expect to see significant reductions, and I'm not seeing these. And I have access to these reports. And you can get access to them. You can get them from NFPA. Okay. I'm not seeing enough data. In fact, many organizations have admitted within their actual public minutes that they don't have anything to substantiate the expansion, yet we expand it. Every code cycle, we're expanding the AFCIs without any documentation. Again, I'm not saying they don't work for what their intended purpose is. Now, if the mission is to say, but Paul, they can detect improper case-to-neutral connections downstream in accordance with 250.24A5, then maybe I'll jump on that bandwagon and say, you know, hey, those can be a hazardous condition only because it could potentially put current uh, onto the actual equipment grounding conductor and the ground part. Okay, I'll, I'll buy that. But that's not the lead-in. That's, that's not what's promoted. That's not the, the enhanced benefit that's leading the charge. It's, it's the dealing with the series and parallel arcs and the characteristics that create a fire. And, you know, and so when you start looking at that, you have to say, okay, then you have got to have data. 
You have to substantiate. So I am one of those that actually believe, you know, call me, um, call me cynical, if you will. But I'm one of those that actually believe that in order to get something into the National Electrical Code, you should be, you should substantiate it. You should be able to show data. And, you know, I'm on code panel 17, for example, and in, uh, for two cycles, I've been stomping my feet about the PVC material being very resistant to corrosive environments. And we know that the standards support this, but because it doesn't meet some people's agenda, they don't jump on board. I get it. I know that there's politics and everything. I'm okay with that. You know, we'll still have our fight for another day. But at least I bring data. At least I bring statistical validated data. Whether you choose to accept it or not, you know, okay, I can't control that. Everybody's got a right to, you know, has that, that ability to accept something or not or, and have a position. You can always have an opinion, and that's great. I love this country. Beautiful. However, when it comes to mandating stuff and, and cramming it down my throat, I'm going to accept that for a certain number of years because I believe in the function the, the, I believe in the concept. I believe in the standards because I, I do believe in standards. But now the, it, it's at the threshold. Okay. We're at a threshold here. We're at a, we're at a, a, an important moment in time with this AFCIs. You've had 20 years now. You've had three different studies that have come out. You know, every couple of years, the NFPA puts out a study on fires and incidents and data. And we have we've accepted AFCIs in changes and moving it in pretty much everywhere in a dwelling unit now, except for, again, bathrooms and garages and unfinished basements, which incidentally have GFCI requirements but don't have AFCI requirements, or outdoor circuits for outside receptacles. We have GFCI on all those, but we don't have AFCI. So that was the last pieces of the Consumer Product Safety Commission's recommendation way back before it started getting into the 1999, then that is, that is now being implemented and they're finishing that mission. I get it. So people ask me, why not just do a whole panel? Well, let me, let me hold off on that because I'll give you my opinion on that for those that are interested in that because, again, whether you hang on to this podcast or you don't listen, again, I'm going to say a lot of stuff still coming up that some people might find controversial. So I would encourage you to continue to listen. But let's talk about the, the concept of an entire panel. So many people say, well, why don't we just do an entire panel at that point and uh, just AFCI everything? Okay, well, if you do that, remember, from a manufacturing perspective, if I'm charging $80 to $100, whatever the price is, for an AFCI device, there's a hefty margin in that. Okay, otherwise they wouldn't promote them so heavily. Uh, and I can promise you when I was a NEMA field rep, uh, 90% of our activities were for the uh, manufacturers of breakers and devices and things like that, right? That just took up a, a healthy amount of our time. Why? Because they are a very healthy contributor to the NEMA program, okay? That's no secret, okay? And we're going to spend our time and our efforts there. So at the end of the day, Spend a lot of time traveling around the country being very supportive of AFCIs, very supportive of GFCIs. They, we believe they save lives. And, and I still believe that, except at this point now, when it comes to AFCI, we've proven it with GFCIs. We have body counts that we can prove lives that we've saved with that. But the AFCIs, 
they always go back and say, well, we can't definitively determine that AFCI prevented this or that, and it's hard to do it. So they want me to buy into faith, okay? It's a faith-based uh, thing for this, you know? So I believe in you. Okay, I believe in you. Let's expand it even more. So if you do a whole panel, one thing it's going to have to be a smart panel. It's going to have to be able, unless the breakers are also interconnected with it, uh, which are already expensive uh, to most people, um, obviously warranted for where, you know, the code says you got to have it, you got to have it. So no sense in griping. Uh, You got to do it. You got to do it. Um, But if you think about a whole panel, you can take something which might be $225 for a main breaker panel. Of course, you got the individual devices in there. It adds up quickly. So are you going to give me a panel that is a smart panel that interacts with standard breakers, which are five or six bucks a piece? Or am I going to have a smart panel that's still going to require special breakers to interact? Maybe it's internal to the bus or, or whatever it is. What is going to be the cost of this whole house system? Now do you want me to pay, what, $2,000, $2,500, $3,000? I don't know. I'm speculating. To, in order to give me this enhancement. My position on this is there's a line in the sand now because here's what the rumors are, okay? These are rumors. I hate rumors, but this is what it is, that being proposed in the 2023 National Electrical Code for public inputs, uh, supported, again, by the manufacturers, by the way, um, and, and nothing against that, okay? I support capitalism. I get it. However, um I do believe that anything that gets into the NEC should be substantiated at some point. And the experts that sit in the room that should look at that and say, you are not substantiating it now. You're not giving us any data that's relevant. Don't just tell me, well, we're closing all the loopholes from what the consumer product safety said that you needed to do. We're slowly increments. We're catching up. And and that's why we added some stuff in the 2017. That's why, you know, uh -uh, I can't buy that anymore. So where I'm at is you need to support your public input. And so they're proposing to pick up those loopholes and cover the, the, you know, the bathroom circuits, lighting, uh, obviously cover the, uh, and then obviously GFCI as well in there. Uh, they want to pick up the, uh, you know, outdoors receptacles and lighting, and they want to pick up the uh, garage. It's got GFCI already, but might as well pick up the AFCIs as well. Pick all those last pieces that we don't have. Um, and so once we pick up all those, their next proposal will be, well, let's just remove all of the specific locations because let's just say all 120 volt, uh, branch circuits that are located in a dwelling unit have to be AFCI protected. I mean, that's, that's what's obviously building for that because if you already cover everything specific locations, then what's the next logical step, right? Okay, because there'll always be that statement or similar locations. Well, if you already cover all of them, then there is they're all similar. So again, that's going to be a tidy code change uh, to in order to clean all that up. But the problem with it now is we're blindly expanding and adding more locations. How come we didn't do this in 2020? Because they put a halt to it. It tried to get everything again, and it didn't didn't pass. So they didn't get get those last those those last little pieces to the puzzle. Well, that's going to come back in the 2023 um, without any real substantiation, no data, no 
uh, statistical information from NFPA that shows any reduction. And again, like I said, you can look at states that do not require AFCIs, and you ought to be able to show me a a dramatic increase of fires due to electrical wiring because I'm expecting to be a reduction in the states that have the mandated requirement versus those states that amended out. I would expect to see a lot of fires. I mean, that's what I would expect to see from data, right? And so I can't buy into the just trust me anymore. Now, I'm a big fan of ASCIs. You've heard me talk about it. I've supported them till I'm blue in the face on many forums um, I have been bashed because I support AFCIs. I get it. And I believe and still fundamentally believe they work. But now it's you've had 20 years. Um, there's still reports of, of, of tripping of these devices. Maybe it's because of an improper case of neutral downstream, and that's a good thing. It detected it. That's good. Um, whereas possibly a GFCI might not. I get it. Um, so... I'm not totally throwing the, the baby out with the bathwater here. I'm just saying if you expand it, you've had enough time now to justify it. And we have plenty of experts in the industry who deal with nothing but AFCIs that can definitively answer the questions. Why is there a frequency issue? Is it because the FCC doesn't regulate products that come in from, say, China that could actually emulate a frequency that's detected by the AFCI device, and that's what the tripping is because of the piece of equipment that's that's plugging into the circuit is causing a conflict. Okay, we'll address it. Tell us about that. Address the issue openly. Okay, um, what happens when somebody submits an issue to AFCISafety.org? Does it fall into a bucket somewhere or does it is the question get addressed? Because those questions should be addressed openly in public view on that website and not kind of obscurely hidden and hopefully the manufacturers will respond. These issues need to be addressed. If you expect me to support a blind expansion of a technology that we that that, that I believe is, you know, Joe Engel, again, one of the ones that originally started this, I believe it had good intentions. And I believe in the concept, the technology, and, and what it can do. I've been openly told people, would you spend 5000 on granite or spend the extra 5000 and, and put all AFCIs in and protect your home? I'd rather go with the AFCIs, okay? So with that said, expansion. It's now time to put up or shut up. So the other public input that's going to probably come our way is... They want to expand it to also now to be required in agricultural buildings, most notably the dwelling units that are associated with agricultural buildings that might fall outside of the scope of 210.12, but also offices that have to do with agricultural. So my problem is, is I'm trying to be a prognosticator of where this is going based on following a money trail. And, and, and it is, if you get every branch circuit in the dwelling to now be AFCI, Okay, every 120-volt brand circuits. What's to stop it from eventually being 240 volts as well? Because they are brand circuits, right? And the old saying is if the, if the arc could start in a brand circuit, why couldn't it start in a 240-volt uh, you know, brand circuit? Okay, so that's your next argument. And once you have the entire house, where else do you go? And then the next thing, that we and we saw this happen with GFCIs as well, you know, for those areas. You know, you could have a range, for example, receptacle that's within six feet of the sink, and now that's going to be GFCI protected in the 2020 code. So it's not far-fetched to see where we're going to go with the AFCIs. Now, 
If you expand it to agricultural, we already have it in PV for AFCIs. We expand it to agricultural, picks up the dwelling units in agricultural, picks up the offices associated with agricultural. The next logical step is for the industry to promote AFCI protection to all brand circuits, whether it's in a commercial building or residential or industrial. And, of course, that would be the next logical step. And, of course, that creates literally, if you've been in a commercial building, you've seen panels that have literally, there's some panels that have 80 breakers in them. And then some of them have 30 or 40 panels, uh, cabinets with panel boards in there with, with 80 breakers in it and commercial. Think of the the money that's involved with now requiring all of that to be AFCI. Now, I'm not saying that's what the code is proposing. That is not. I'm saying that's a logical progression for a concept of money-driven concepts. Uh, it, it, you know, where you can argue and say, hey, if it's safe, if it, we're thinking safety for the residential and we're safety for the agricultural and then we're safety for offices in the agricultural, well, why shouldn't we be worried about safety for all these brand circuits? And that's the next logical step. We're doing all this without any actual valid substantiation. And I am encouraging anybody out there that wants to, to tell me that we do have that data, prove it to me. Come to my show, Electrician Live, on Saturday night. I will open a platform for you. You have the door wide open. So if you're a manufacturer and you're an expert on AFCIs and you have access to the data, you can analyze the NFPA's data and you can show me statistically that results of fires has uh, categorically dropped with the, the use of AFCIs and you can substantiate that data. Don't twist the numbers. Give us the facts. I will give you one-hour platform on my show, Electrician Live. Every Saturday night live, I will bring you in, and we will have a discussion. I want to support you. I truly do. I want to support a product that can save lives, save property, that meets the general charging statement of the National Electrical Code, the scope and purpose of the NEC. I want to support you. I have supported you for years, but now I'm at this Line in the sand. Um, I'm not getting into whether or not they need to have GFI built into them because some people are in that camp. I am just saying if you have an algorithm and you can prove it other than a lab, if you have statistical data that shows a reduction, because, again, I have states that mandate it and I have states that amend it out. So I should have valid data, and that's what you do for a living. You work for a manufacturer. I've worked for a manufacturer. That's what we do. We ferret out the data. NFPA puts it together in a nice, tidy package, okay? You can get with the fire marshals. You can put together whether you're taking a sampling or you're taking an overall nationwide picture. You could present an argument to me. Now, on that show, address the nuisance issue. People call nuisance. I say any breaker that trips, there's something you need to investigate, so I don't necessarily call everything a nuisance. It's a nuisance in theory because it's like, oh, not again. But it might have a valid reason. Whether it's an improper case to neutral, it's a valid reason, or some other reason, it needs to be investigated, okay? And we need to give answers to why, okay? Because if the code mandates something, yet I can't utilize it because I have a conflict, whether it's frequency or something or a piece of equipment, we're putting electricians and inspectors and everybody in a weird position because the code mandates something, but we can't meet the code, Okay? And so I want to address those issues. So I am giving an open platform. You can email me at info, 
info at masterthenec.com. And I will more than happy have you. Remember, I am on your side. I want to support AFCIs. I have for years. But you're talking about expanding it now. And we probably should have had this conversation back in 2005 NEC. You're expanding it now with 20 years of historical data that should be available to justify your position. Not just a gut feeling. Not just it's a good thing to do. Not just uh, we know that it works in a lab. Uh, not that we have historical data. Well, we've been doing this since 1999. Okay. Now show me the data. Because there's more. There's studies that, I mean, it's a 20 years now. So in order for you to expand it in the code, you've got to give me something. Otherwise, I don't support the expansion. Leave it where it is, the same way they did it in 2020. Leave it where it is. We are where we are. We accepted it without facts to this point. Let's move forward. And I think that's all the community wants. Electrical Electricians just want the data. We're easily convinced if you show us, okay, if you show us why we're doing this. Are we going to always, every now and then, have issues? Yeah. There's issues always. You never know the situation. And, again, it's sometimes it's the electrician's fault. They didn't install it right. Improper case to neutral. Something's going on. Share neutral. Something they did wrong. They easily want to blame somebody else. I get it. It's a lot of pride in this industry. But I think we can weed out those. There's enough people that have voiced a, an issue with AFCIs that, um, that I don't believe we should expand them because we're opening the door for an uncontrolled expansion. And we don't, at this point, we don't have any data that supports it. Compare a state that does not have the AFCI requirement because they amended it. Compare it to a state that does. And let's look at the numbers. I encourage you to come on my show. Uh, send me that email. I'm more than happy to give you the platform to clear the air uh, for the nation on my uh, podcast and the video cast. So um, that's my position as of 2020. Um, I just don't think we should expand them. I think we should leave it where it's at. We can't really roll back the clock. Uh, we could. We could have somebody put in and try to remove it back to the 20, 2005 or even the 2002. But again, they're going to have to give substantiation for that. And they're going to say, look, my substantiation would be no data has been provided for this expansion. No statistical data was backing any of it. Okay? Only ones that were backing it, if you statistically, you know, using that word again, you go back and look at the people that proposed it, it was always manufacturer-driven. Okay? Well, we are the experts, but there is the, the cloud of, of whether or not it's commercially motivated. And we want to remove that. I want to remove that from the equation. And that is going to come with data. So hopefully you do that and reach out to me. I'm more than happy to have you on a show. Again, I'm not your enemy. I'm just bringing things to light that people tell me they want to hear. And at this point, I'm aware of these potential expansions in the code. And I am staunchly against it. Not that I'm against safety. I'm against moving forward without any actual data to support it. Okay, not the theory. Ooh, arcs are bad. Yes, they are. Okay, I get it. But now you're going to have to show me because we have tons of states that do not have the requirement and we have tons of homes that do not have AFCIs. The data's out there and I don't think it supports the continued expansion at this stage of the game. Okay, Till next time, folks, stay safe. God bless and look forward to hearing if I get any uh, comments to anybody who wants to uh, be on a future show. Till next time.
God bless. You've been listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul 